During the prayer time, I wanted to remind you, uh, I forgot to say, Carol Banner is going to have an eye procedure in the morning, so I should pray for Carol Banner. I know a couple that had it made. Free rent. No debt. No payments of any kind. Sound good so far? No worries. No in-laws. <laughs> Just think about that. They lived in paradise. You know them. His name was Adam and his name was Eve. No in-laws. For Adam and Eve. I love my in-laws. And you know them. And you know how they blew it. Oh, how they blew it. Is this what's down here? So I'm getting something back. The story is found in Genesis chapter 3. You know the story. The serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Did God say you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said you shall not eat the fruit of the tree that's in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, that the tree was to be desired to make one of she took of its fruit and ate, she also gave some to her husband, who was with her? The eyes of the both were open, and they knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. The Lord said, called the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, Well, the woman, whom you gave me, and I, I know the finger went out, the woman whom you gave me to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree and I ate. The Lord said, Well, what's this you have done? And she said, The serpent tricked me and I what their failure did, as you know, and that's familiar words, was separate man from God. That's what sin does. And the failure started a game of hide and seek, if you will, with God. And the Old Testament is really a time, a book of hide and seek, if you will. It tells the story of the separation. Man continued to drift. God continued to get their attention in various ways. One of my favorite stories in Genesis, you sang a song about it when you were a kid, if you grew up in church, chapter 28, beginning verse 10. Part of the Bible, part of the courtship. Jacob left Beersheba, went towards Herod, came to a certain place, stayed there for the night because the sun was set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and laid down in the place, and he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on earth. The top of it reached to heaven, 
And the angel of God were ascending and descending on him. The Lord stood beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, the God of Isaac. The land of which you lie, I'll give to you and your offspring, and your offspring will be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west, east, north, and south. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed in you and your offspring. Know that I'm with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I've done what I have promised you. And then Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. And I did not know that. It seems that Advent every year I think about that dream that Jacob had. This dream of Jacob is symbolic of the times before Christ. Man wanted a way to get to heaven. They needed access. And they tried the law, but they just weren't good enough to do that. And it was frustrating. They wanted a way to be close. Some men. As it once was. In this dream of Jacob's access to God and way to God is today our reality. We know that we have access. God came to us. 700 years before the birth of Christ, Isaiah had the same dream. In chapter 7, verse 14, Isaiah says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Of course you know that the name Emmanuel means God with us. The dream has become true. The coming of Christ made God accessible again in a great way, and you all know the story. Today I want us to look at a story about accessibility. It's a story that's not a Christmas story. It is, however, about God with us. Mark tells it in chapter 5. There was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. She endured much under many physicians. Interesting, isn't it? If you dealt with physicians, do you understand that statement? She endured much under many physicians. And spent all the money she had. She was no better, but rather grew worse. She heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, his cloak. For she thought, if I touch his clothes, I'll be made well. Immediately, her hemorrhage stopped. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say, Who touched him? Jesus looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said, All of your faith is make you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. What Jacob dreamed of, what Isaiah foretold, this lady experienced. If you had the problem that this woman had, you would have been treated much like a leper. She was socially cursed and outcast. Ceremonially unclean, she was allowed to touch no one. And here she's touching God himself, or his garment anyway. Just her presence in the crowd was forbidden. She should not have been there. She had no hope. 
And then she heard about Jesus. God with her. He was that close. And all she had to do was reach out. And she had. <coughs> Please don't take the coming of Christ for granted. Please know that you have hope, that we have hope, no matter what. God with us is exactly what we need. And the world is so messed up. Many of you know, in October, I had to go to Indiana for the funeral of a little baby. She wasn't quite three. And it was, a lot of you had prayed for baby coming home. And it was a very difficult situation, as you can imagine. They needed a private grave service with family and friends, 50 or 60 people. But before we went to the graveside, we were in the funeral home in Osgood, Indiana. And it was just the family. And Camille's a little box, looked like a baby doll, and it was difficult to see. And so we're getting ready to say goodbye and move the captive to the hearse and head to the graveyard. And we gathered around the casket and the family wanted me to say something. What would you say? I felt very unqualified for my words about what I would say. And then it hit me what I ought to say. And God gave me those words that you know so well in front of the casket of a child. Be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay. Close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care. And take us to heaven to live and be there. And then I said a prayer. Be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay is a prayer we ought to say without ceasing. Would you agree? Because mind how we need that. We were in Nashville for Thanksgiving with Taylor and Stephanie and Jackson and a player to be named later. We don't know what it is yet. And the girls went shopping. Anybody go shopping on Black Friday? Any other crazy people? I figured, yeah, I knew some, yeah, some of you did. And so Jeannie, they didn't get up early. They left at 8.30 or so. Um, I think the crazy people go on Thanksgiving night now, in the middle of the night. So I'm at home with Tyler and Jackson, and we're playing. I get online to read some stuff, and it talked about the danger of Black Friday shopping. And it said the most dangerous states and number one was Alabama. And I kind of thought that was funny because I have a brother and sister in Alabama and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to let them know. And number two was Tennessee. And we were in Tennessee. And the three girls I love the most, my wife and daughter and daughter-in-law, are out amongst them. I'm so glad they made it home safely. They didn't start any trouble. 
you saw stuff happen. And as they were gone, and as I read this, and as I was thinking about them, I said a prayer. I said, be near me, Lord Jesus. That's a good prayer to pray. Get behind it. So I called my sister in Alabama to talk about the Hicks over there. And all the trouble that was there. And while I was talking to her on the phone, you know what she said? Have you seen the video of Dunwoody, Georgia? <laughs> Dunwoody, Georgia? Walmart? Now I'm not saying, but Eleanor just moved to Dunwoody and a fight breaks out. I don't know if she started it or not. I'm sorry, Eleanor. I warned her I would do that. <laughs> Did you see the video? I don't know what they were fighting about, but there was a stack of something and it was, it was wrestling at Walmart and Dunwoody. And I shook my head and I said a prayer. Be near me, Lord Jesus. So I got online to see the rest of the stories of all the wildness of shopping. And there was a fist fight at the Mall of St. Matthews in Louisville, Kentucky. Two guys going at it the crowd cheering them on. <laughs> We lived in Louisville, Kentucky. We've been to the Mall of St. Matthews, and I just shook my head. And I said a prayer. Be near me, Lord Jesus. The next one was about tennis shoes. Some new Air Jordan came out, or Air somebody came out. And this was the Florence Mall in Florence, Kentucky, which is outskirts of Cincinnati, where the Cincinnati Airport is. And we used to drive there when we lived in Indiana. That's where we would go. And they were fighting over shoes. Somebody got the last pair. And melee ensued. And I walked right there, like I had in St. Anne. You know, the common thread in all these fights is me and my family. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. And I said a prayer. You know the prayer. Say it with me. Be near you, Lord Jesus. In Mississippi, another thing that I left in. I don't know if you read that this week, saw that this week, at a Waffle House in Biloxi. A man at Friday about 1 o'clock lit up a cigarette in the Waffle House and the waitress went up to him and said, that's a no-no. And he shot her and killed her. And I thought, be near me, Lord Thanksgiving Day, a dear friend of ours in Mississippi went to heaven. If you look in the dictionary under Southern Belle, you will see her picture. She was the quintessential Southern Belle. Her name was Malvina. Malvina Moore. Everybody called her Miss Mal. She was my stepmother's neighbor. When we lived there in Akron, she was our neighbor. She loved our children when they were growing up. So good with them. Just a beautiful lady. She's so special to Jeannie and me and the kids. She died Thanksgiving Day. She was 103 years old. And I thought to myself, be near me, Lord. All of these stories, and I'm not done yet, 
happened in the process of a week. But every week has its own stories, doesn't it? Every day has its own stories. And every day we are praying that prayer. Be near me, Lord Jesus. So before we left for Nashville on Wednesday evening, now we're here at the church. We were in the parking lot out front. And I got a little, up, a little concerned. F-16s were flying around Sandy Springs. If that happened before, I'd not seen it. And then we got in 75 North, headed to Nashville. F-16s were there. Now, it could have been the same F-16s. They go 6,700 miles an hour, so they could have beat us to, the, to 75. But were they here to the Atlanta airport and threats and just showing force? I, I don't know. But it was concerning. And I prayed a prayer, be near me, Lord Jesus. Turkey shot down a Russian jet at the Syrian border. You know that. What's going to happen? We don't know. The Middle East is a powder keg. And you watch the news and you say that prayer. Be near me, Lord Jesus. Advent is here. And Christmas will come. And we will celebrate something that has changed us. Fundamentally and soundly changed all of us. Hopefully all of us in the true are Christian. But to live in this world, we have to stay connected. We have to touch the garment. We don't have to dream the dream. It has come true. Don't you dare take it for granted. In the book of Romans, chapter 12, Paul is telling us how to live life, how to be a living sacrifice. That's how the chapter begins. But when we get into chapter 12, verse 12, he gives us words for this crazy world. He says this. This will help you through heaven, through life. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble. And keep on praying. And what should you pray? How about be near me, Lord Jesus? Let's pray again.